So when you first get started with your personal brand, you need to make a self-assessment, right? Like you need to ask yourself a couple of questions. Like, what are you passionate about? What are your strengths? Where can you offer valuable insights or like a unique perspective? Or how do your experiences and skills support this? Alyssa, and I'm a community manager here at Heyorka. If you are in our Facebook group or you receive our newsletter, you've probably seen my name before. And I also do our weekly webinars, but I'll pass it over to Ketsia. Hi there. Hi, everyone. I'm Ketsia. I am the social media community manager here at Heyorka. I do everything related to um, social media. So if you're talking to someone on social media, it's me. <laughs> and I also do anything that's partnership related as well. So any influencer creator campaigns, that's me as well. All right. So today we're going to be going over our own personal experiences with personal branding since we have been working at it for a few months now and Ketia is an expert. So she's going to be going over her experience as well. And then we're going to dive into why we think personal branding will be so big this year. And then we'll go over some steps on how you can start building your personal brand because we know it can feel a little bit intimidating at first. So we're going to go over how you can start. And then we're going to end by chatting about why managers should encourage personal branding. So we will dive right in and I'll pass it over to Ketsia. If you follow me on LinkedIn, you probably have seen my post where I was saying that I forced my team to build personal brands. I know there's a little bit of controversy with me using the word forced. I just want to reiterate that I did not force force. <laughs> like, I promise you, I'm just an adult teenager. I do not have that kind of power. We were not forced. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are so triggered. I'm so sorry. It's a mutual collaboration. So one of the things that we started doing as a team is we all kind of wanted to build our personal brands. So we individually kind of picked what we wanted to talk about and the platforms that we wanted to post on it. We felt like LinkedIn would be the best platform. So it has really helped us build a community. I mean, a lot of you guys are coming from LinkedIn, which is really cool. We've been able to garner over 778,000 impressions collectively. We've had obviously new clients to Hey Orca, but we've also gained a lot of followers on our company page built our company's reputation, generated more brand awareness than before. Like people are really recognizing Hey Orca now, increased the amount of UGC that's being posted, especially on LinkedIn, built authority as a trusted resource. You know, like people tag us for, you know, some of our uh, blogs that we post. If you haven't checked out our blog yet, 10 out of 10 would recommend. And collectively, we've gained over 3.3K followers. And that's only in the span of nine weeks, you guys, like nine weeks of just posting consistently, building our brands. And these are the results that we've been able to garner as a team. So I feel like, you know, that really puts us as people who've tried it before. For me personally, I started posting and building my personal brand last year in January. But the amount of impressions that I've been able to garner and I've been able to grow and 
establish myself as a top social media marketing voice on the platform as well, you know, has been really cool. So as a freelancer too, it's really great to get clients that way as well. And yes, it's all organic. We don't do any paid ads or anything. I mean, it's not really just filling out your LinkedIn profile. It's just making yourself known for a specific thing. So your personal brand can be like, hey, I'm known as the fitness trainer for people above 60, right? That could be your personal brand. And you're just kind of that go-to resource for that thing. Um, for us, it was really about building authority. But you can also build your personal brand as a creator. All the creators that you see that you watch, they're all, they all have personal brands, right? I feel like personal branding can be kind of confusing about like, what does that actually mean? Katia is the personal branding master. So when she joined Heorka, she brought this idea to us and our CEO, Joe and myself were like, okay, let's just try to do it. And something I want to note is that I didn't really post on LinkedIn that much before I would maybe here and there. But the good thing about it is you don't need to be constantly posting don't need to be posting multiple times a day, every day. So what I've been doing is I've just started posting three times a week. So that felt very approachable and not super difficult. And the main thing is I really try to interact with my comments. So every time someone comments on my post, I comment right back. And then I do spend a little bit of time here and there commenting on other people's posts because I find that just helps grow that community vibe. I started to be posting about three times a week in October. So you can kind of see it's been like very low um, energy there from January. But then when you get to October, it kind of spiked. And one thing I will know, I did turn my LinkedIn profile into a creator profile. I suggest doing that so you can get these deeper analytics. But I've grown to over 2000 followers now. And actually this week, I noticed I got a top content marketing voice badge, which thank you, Ketsia. She gave me some advice on that. So how I got that is I just started to contribute to collaborative articles. If you haven't started doing that, highly suggest it. It's so easy. And the more articles you contribute to, the closer you will get to getting that badge. So I've only really been doing this since October and it's been really great so far. So I'm really excited to see what it looks like in January 2025, how much it has grown. So thank you to Ketsia and all of her advice and prompts, everything you've helped us with, because it makes it a lot easier when you have people around you also doing it, because then you can you know, support one another. Exactly. It took me a few weeks of consistently like three times a week-ish um, uh, putting my input in collaborative articles. But something I realized that helps is the more people actually like those responses, that's, that means the faster you'll get that badge. So you, I would just say is try to do a collaborative article like three times a week. And then if you can get likes on those posts, it will kind of kickstart that process and it'll go by faster. Exactly. On our Instagram, we made a post about how to get your top voice badge on LinkedIn. So I'm going to post it in the chat so that you guys can go and read it. Super helpful. Yeah, I think there's a lot of questions that kind of relate to like strategy and stuff like that. How long did we take to make serious connections and stuff? But we do have tips and tricks for the rest of the presentation. <laughs> we don't want to spoil everything beforehand. 
Awesome. So we'll get into it because we have a lot to cover here. I'll dive into why personal branding will be big, kind of our thoughts on why. So we do predict that it's going to be a big thing this year. And as you can see from some things that we've been trying late 2023, we really kind of saw it happening, not just for us, but for other people as well. And that people were kind of shifting from X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, and going to LinkedIn, I started to see that a lot more like midway through the year. And then I felt like I saw a lot more personal branding going on. So when we saw that happening more, we can definitely see it growing into this year. And we've seen how helpful it is for not only our brand, but also other brands that have been incorporating it as well. We definitely predict it really taking off for the rest of the year. And yes, agreed. Personal branding is going to be a big thing. And this is how you need to build a personal brand. So there's a few things that you need to note before getting started is that personal branding does not happen overnight. It takes time and it also takes consistency. So when I first started, I was kind of like doing it. And then for a while, I wouldn't, you know, I didn't do it for a little bit. But if you're really consistent with it and you post, I would say like a minimum of three times a week, you can see pretty good results, but you just have to be consistent Absolutely anybody can start a personal brand. You don't have to be an influencer. You don't have to be a celebrity. I would argue that even being a celebrity and an influencer is a personal brand, but that's a whole different topic. But you really, literally anyone can do it. It's not just for extroverts. It's for introverts as well. At Hey Orca, we're notoriously known to be introverts. We don't really love being outside and, you know, (laughs) socializing as much which is crazy because we're like a social media scheduler, but you can be an introvert. You can do it online. It's totally fine. And personal branding is not about just self-promotion or creating this flashy image. Unless you're into that, then go for it. But personal branding should be authentic and it should be valuable. I think gone are the days where people can just come online and just flash a couple of things and people are like, okay, I'm going to follow. Like now people are like, what are you contributing to my life. So I hope this makes a lot of sense for you guys and you feel a little bit less intimidated to start. So when you first get started with your personal brand, you need to make a self-assessment, right? Like you need to ask yourself a couple of questions. Like what are you passionate about? What are your strengths? Where can you offer valuable insights or like a unique perspective or how do your experiences and skills support this? And I'm just going to give a little bit of an example with myself. But for example, I am very passionate about social media and marketing, but I also have a unique perspective because I'm a self-thought marketer. I did not get a degree. I did not really, you know, go to for any formal education. I mean, I did go, but I never finished. So, you know, that's a unique perspective that I can give. And that can also be considered a strength. And because of that, I have so many different experiences and skills that can kind of support my whole personal brand. You can also have like things that are a little bit more personal, like maybe English is not your first language, but you thought yourself English, you know, it's so many different things. Like you as a person, you're unique and you have a unique perspective, right? But yeah, if you're kind of struggling to figure it out, you can always go and talk to someone and talk about, you know, what you're known for, what your strengths are and stuff like that. But I feel like you know it for yourself. But if you really don't know, like just write about content, like the content that you consume is the content that you should make. 
So if you like certain types of content, um, like for example, if you like reading our content about marketing and social media, you're a marketer and social media person yourself, write about that, write about your experience. So it could even be productivity, you know, whatever you want to do. And then, you know, you want to create a persona because you want to define your target audience. This is the important part. Okay, guys, like this is really important to know, right? You need to know who you're writing for because that, and I would even give that person a name, like give them a name, a profile picture, you know, uh, where are they located? What are their job titles? You know, what are their professional goals? What are their pain points? How frequently do they want to be interacted with? Which platform do they use? Like all those things, like literally create a little profile, give them a name. And every time you write, write to that person. It's going to make things so much easier because I feel like sometimes when we write, we just kind of write like robots, especially in the very beginning. <laughs> I remember I was talking to Alyssa. I was like, Alyssa, please, you need to write the way that you talk. <laughs> so that makes it so much easier. So yeah, if it's like, I think one of the writers that I follow, he was saying that he writes to his son. Like when he, every single post he makes, he writes it as if he was talking to his son and it's crazy because now, you know, so many people follow him, but make it easier for yourself. I think there was a question a while ago that kind of just reminded me of this conversation. Someone asked, they're trying to promote their DJ services on LinkedIn, but then also they want to get into, I think it was product marketing. And there's, they said, kind of, how do you balance that? And I, I think it's completely fine to talk about both of those things. Talk about what you want to talk about. And with personal branding, you don't you know, you don't need to share, you know, every part of your life or anything like that. But if you're interested in DJing and product marketing, talk about both. There's no reason that you just have to pick one thing. So definitely just talk about whatever comes to mind, really. Exactly. Your personal brand at the end of the day, it's personal and humans are multifaceted. They don't just like one thing. So if you want to talk about DJing and like showing the events that you've worked at and stuff, and then also talk about product marketing, go for it. That's totally fine. But yeah, guys, feel free to share your LinkedIn's in the chat as well. If you guys want to connect with each other, we love that. We usually go back and follow you guys as well. So feel free to do that. So the next thing you want to do is define the platform that you'll use. I know someone was asking, like, are you guys primarily doing it on LinkedIn? Are you guys doing it on other platforms? The platform really depends on you and your strengths, right? So Start with one platform, see how it goes, and then expand to other platforms. We chose LinkedIn because we feel like we can build authority there. We find it easier to write as well. So, you know, it plays into your skills. I think I had a post about that as well, about how to define which platform you want to be on. But it's also in one of our blog posts as well. So how to build a personal brand in, in seven steps. So feel free to read that, figure out which platform works for you, but it's based on your skills, you know, what you like to do. If you, if you're an avid writer, just use LinkedIn or Twitter or something, but it has to be, you have to be consistent on it. And then obviously you want to build a content strategy. You want to create valuable and original content you know, original content. And let's say that it's not original content because you saw someone post about something and you're super inspired by it. Make sure that you're giving another perspective to the topic. Don't just copy and paste. Just be like, okay, I have something to add to this conversation and make sure to tag the person that inspired you. Like, hey, I'm following up on this post or like whatever. Like 
you can still add to something, but don't copy and paste. Like so many people copy and paste posts and that's just not ethical. So I'm sorry, <laughs> please don't do that. <laughs> and then, like I said, be consistent, which is one of the, I guess, hardest parts. But honestly, once you have a routine, you know, like I feel like in the very beginning, it's always hard because the hard part isn't necessarily like, you know, writing the posts. It's like starting. It's, it's the very beginning gets hard, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. When I first started writing on LinkedIn, it took me like an hour or something to like write a post. But now I can write a post in less than 15 minutes because I'm so used to it. I don't know if Alyssa, if you can vouch for that if it makes it easier now <laughs> yeah at the very beginning I definitely struggled I would stare at the screen and be like what do I have to share here I have no idea but then as I did it more and more and I kind of stick to that the three posts a week schedule I feel like now ideas just kind of pop into my head I've also realized what kinds of posts perform better for my page. So I think that really helps as well. So once you experiment with a few different maybe topics or styles of writing, you can kind of narrow it down to what works best. And then once you test all of that out, which can take a long time, you'll then realize, you know, this is what I'm going to talk about most. And then ideas just will naturally pop up into your head through time. Exactly. Now I used to send them prompts like every like three times a week. And now I don't even have to send prompts anymore because they already know. They're just like, I'm going to write about this. And there you go. So it really gets easier. Being consistent really helps. And then last thing is, I think it's the last thing, uh, is engage with others. Please reply to comments. Now it's getting a little bit harder for me to reply to every single comment, but I still try. So reply to comments, engage with people. Um, as you can see, Joe is like replying to comments of people, uh, start conversations. If you want to start a conversation, make sure to add a question at the bottom of your post so that people can reply to that question. You know, it's great. So please go ahead, Alyssa, and let us know why managers should encourage people. But now we'll chat about why managers should encourage personal branding. So some reasons why you can encourage your team to participate in personal branding is it's going to boost that person's credibility within the industry. So they'll you know, be known as a thought leader within marketing or whatever industry you're in. And it also helps with confidence. I feel like when you start posting on LinkedIn or wherever, whatever platform you want to use, you'll feel a little bit nervous and scared. But then as time goes on, you're going to feel more and more confident, which can then lead to you just feeling more confident at work in general. So that's really great. And then personal branding turns your team into ambassadors. So your team is just a natural brand ambassador for you. So even if let's just say I'm just talking about social media in general, say I'm not talking about Heorica specifically, people will still see on my profile that I work for Hey Orca. And they'll see that name pop up a lot more. And then it will be really good for brand recall. So they'll connect me with that brand. They'll think of Hey Orca. So it's great to have your team just naturally be those brand ambassadors. And then um, it also increases the company's mentions. So that will then generate organic traffic to your website, backlinks, all that good stuff. 
And then when individuals associated with a company are authentic um, and credible with their personal brands, it also increases trust with that brand. So if I'm seeing, and I feel like I see this a lot with HubSpot, their team is really great on LinkedIn. I see so many people who are at HubSpot posting really awesome content that may not even be like HubSpot focused, but I now like correlate HubSpot with them. And that makes me just automatically think like HubSpot is great. It's cool. I feel like I trust them because of seeing their personal branding through their employees. So I think that's really awesome. So if you're a manager, we actually have a blog post highlighting this whole topic on why you should get your team involved. And if you're not a manager, you can send your manager this blog post and show them how beneficial it can be for your brand. It's always worth a try. You might as well try because you never know if it won't work unless you try. So definitely send that to them. That is everything we have, but I know we may have missed a few questions. How big is Hey Orca as a company? Curious how personal branding affects brands' reputation in small brand versus large brands. And will it make a difference with a small brand? So how big are we? I think we're like 30 people. Um, We're not like a big, super, super big tech company. Like our marketing team just used to be Alyssa and Joe. And we just added us three, like uh, Lyle and Jesse and I. So we're pretty small compared to other companies. But it can, you know, it can still be very valuable for a small company and a big company. Yeah, I don't think it matters if you're a huge company mm-hmm. or a small one. Just trying it out will have benefit. Exactly. Um, how can we help our clients build their personal brand? Um, that's a really good question. Um, so if your clients are interested in building their personal brand, you could refer them to our seven-step blog. I feel like that is a really good intro into how you can kind of start. Um, And you can kind of use that information to kind of pitch it to them, I guess. If maybe they're not fully on board, you can show them um, our couple blogs there. Yeah, I think just showing them the value of it, but then also showing them how they can just easily approach it and how it's not something that's super scary, but you can just do a few things here and there that can really help your brand. So how to build a personal brand with um, still appearing genuine? That's a really good question. I feel like the key to this is writing how you speak, kind of what um, Katia was saying before. I think when you just write how you speak to your colleagues or your friends, I feel like that automatically gives off a genuine vibe because it just feels like you're sitting with them, you're just chatting with them. And talk about things that... I feel genuine to you. I feel like if I'm writing a post and say I'm writing about something that I really don't know anything about or don't really have anything to add, I feel like that's when it can sound a bit like robotic because I'm like trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. But yeah, I think like the main thing is just write how you talk. And I think that will just automatically kind of carry over that genuine feeling. Exactly. So the biggest thing I expect people at my workplace to think is that they don't have time to create their personal brand on LinkedIn. How would you alleviate this worry? I think for us, it's like allocated in our work hours, you know, like it's not something that we like that is forced for us to do outside of work, you know, so you can, I mean, if you, you can uh, make sure that to tell them like, Hey, this is during your work hours, you can allocate a certain amount of time to, you know, build your personal brands. And if you can set systems in place to make it easier, so for example, 
sharing prompts, for example, like for me, I was literally like sharing prompts every time and I would give them examples of how posts would be. And also if there's someone who's leading by example, you know, they're like, okay, if this person has time to do it, then, you know, I feel like I could have time. So I think those are like the, the, the ways that I would kind of address that. I feel like the more you post, the faster you'll be at it, which is great because then it, it won't take as much time as you get the hang of it. Exactly. So how do you balance your job and main job roles on LinkedIn, uh, especially when you are open to recruitment for opportunities, but have an existing business? I mean, me personally, like I don't sleep. No, I'm just kidding. But I just have a certain amount of hours that I dedicate to freelancing. And then obviously I have my full-time job and that's completely blocked out. So time blocking helps a lot. I have systems and templates in place and I know how much time each task is going to take me. So I'm able to allocate it every single week or whatever time I'm spending. And then how would you encourage younger employees who may deal with imposter syndrome not to feel like they are at the level to be a thought leader to get started with this? Just in general, like there's so many people who are worse than you. I mean, worse, that don't have the same skills as you. And that are just so confident and just think like them. Like, honestly, like people are not trying to get knowledge from someone who is a professional or super like an expert. Sometimes they just want to learn from people who are learning alongside with them or that are maybe a couple of steps ahead, but not an expert, you know, and you can also take this opportunity when you build your personal brand. You don't have to be a thought leader. You can also be someone who is on a journey and is figuring things out, you know, and is open about it. So, you know, you don't have to be the best at anything. And there's so many young people that are posting on LinkedIn that people can follow and see that, are, you know, that aren't experts or figuring things out as well. Exactly. And I think it's good to remind them as well that it's totally normal to feel that when you first start posting. And I have found like, as you keep going, that feeling kind of goes away, but totally valid and normal to feel that at the beginning, you're like, what am I doing? Like, do people even want to read this? And you kind of start questioning it all. But I feel like that feeling does start to pass a little bit as time goes on, but definitely a feeling that we've all felt before, for sure. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. Awesome. Well, I think we are pretty much up on time, but thank you so much, everybody, for all of the amazing questions. This was so good. I'm sure we'll explore this topic again another time this year, so I can't wait. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us today. And I hope that we see you next week. Thank you, guys. Bye.